I'm at a loss for words today. We are um Hey now, hey now, everybody. Welcome. Welcome one, welcome all to an all new You Need a Horror Podcast. And um, shit. What's There's that? a lot of great Elm Street movies. There's a ton of great ones. Uh, are we watching one of those today? I don't know. I'm going to let the audience decide that, Nick. <laughs> what do you say? Well, we're going to have a discussion as this thing goes along, but I think... Um... I think it's going to be controversial. I think that you and I are going to have some interesting takes. How should we tackle this, dude? Like, honestly, here's the thing. First of all, we got to clear something up with you right off the bat. Uh, You have gone on record a number of times. Whenever somebody pokes fun at you, you always say, dude, I'm not saying it's great. I'm I'm just saying it's not as bad as as half the people say. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. But you still put it in the top 10 greatest horror remakes. Did I? Yes, you did. I'll never forget that. Wow. So where, re- well, where on, do we on. stand on this? I need to revisit that list then. Because, <laughs> yeah, objectively, it probably, yeah, objectively, it doesn't make it in that list. But, I mean, if we're talking just purely off of, like, entertainment value and rewatchability for me, this one is pretty high in that sense just like i get a lot out of this movie um like i i know that there's just like vitriolic hate for this movie and i never ever had that takeaway like i i always remember being like oh, i was cool you know freddy killing people again yeah different freddy but like i don't know so i guess to answer your question about how do we tackle this why don't we do what the inverse of what people would want us to do. Why don't we point out some shit we like as we're watching it? Like give yeah. credit to certain things. Well, let's, let's kind of set the stage a little bit on this. Like this was the last of arguably the, well, not arguably this was the last of the big four uh, of the slashers to come out. So we had Leatherface predated everybody. Oh, three. Just like with the uh, original. Just like with the original. Then we had uh, Halloween in 07. Jason came out in 09. And Freddy came out in 2010. It's almost like they need, like, it's almost like they need everything to come out first and succeed before they go with Freddy. And it's like, is that going to happen this time too? I think history kind of repeats itself, quite frankly. I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, I was going to say that. That it's, it's funny. I always found it funny how that worked. It was. TCM in 74, Halloween in 78, Friday in 80, Nightmare in 84. And then the remakes were the exact same. It was Texas Chainsaw first, and then Halloween, and then Friday. And actually almost kept the trend entirely down to the year. Four years after the remake of Texas Chainsaw, Halloween came out, just like the original Gap. Two years after Halloween, Friday came out, just like the original Gap. Nightmare was the only one that didn't, it didn't take four years for that remake, but... They came out in the same order. So 
I mean, <clears throat> history would say so, but I would say probably not. I think Freddie's closer to being back than Jason. And I know that's crazy to say because people are like, well, we haven't heard shit on either one. Yeah, true. I'm not saying there's anything in the works with Freddie, but I'm saying I would right. bet Freddie comes back first just because of the legal hell that the Friday the 13th landscape is right now. And I mean, until one of those guys dies, I it's sad to say, but I don't think they're ever going to come to an agreement. Like I, I just, I don't. So yeah, I think, I think Freddie will be back first actually. Well, that may be the case. That may not be the case. I don't know. But, you know, we have a lot of questions on what would happen if they make another Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. Do we go with Robert England? Do we not? Well, we can answer, I think, some of our questions with this movie. Uh, the first question is, can they do this without Robert now? This is a somewhat different situation because we're in such this re... What's the term when you can make a movie from the first one? I forget it. Requel. We're in a requel phase, so that is certainly a different element nowadays, which, uh, you know, you've got, you know, going back to the first movie, uh, which isn't a problem for Halloween, obviously, when it comes to the villain, because you can get any guy. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't downplay it that much. You can get a different performer to portray that character. But with today's landscape and that style of movie, you got to wonder, like, what do they do? You know, but to answer the question is of can they do a nightmare movie without Robert England? The answer is yes. And the answer is this movie. Whether you like the film or not, Jackie Earl Haley played the character and the movie was successful. Whether you want to admit it, whether you like that or not, that is the case. Uh, and I have been on record. I'm, a lot of people have. It's not even like it's a controversial thing to say. I think a lot of people say, you know what? You know, that Jackie guy, he's certainly a good actor, but. You know, it's either not for them or they thought that the movie couldn't keep up with him or uh, this or that. But, you know, Jackie doesn't seem to get too much of the blame, it seems like, anymore, I think. I think a lot of people just think the movie feels a little too uh, computer generated almost, I guess, is the terminology. It just it doesn't have it doesn't feel. I don't know. And I think they, they went away. They went away on taking some risks that they probably should have which would have made this movie better, which is kind of the same with Friday the 13th. I don't think they took enough risks there. Uh, but but this movie, uh, it certainly gets more hate than Friday. That's for sure. At least from my point of view, in terms of these remakes. Yeah, which which is interesting because I think that this movie, in a very, a very similar sense of Friday, is just like, well, the, oh, nine Friday. It's like, this movie is kind of like a greatest hits in the sense of like it's nothing terribly new but it feels like it pays homage enough to the things that came before it six to the source material close enough and you get some recreations of some classic kills so it seems more formulaic in that way like friday i would say the most outlandish of the three remakes with the big three was definitely halloween and it's just because for the first half of the movie but um yeah I, I don't know i don't know i i feel like this is an unpopular opinion but i've always felt this way i enjoy this movie better than friday's remake and that's solely just because there's nobody in the friday remake that I really gravitate toward at all in that movie. Um, like Daniel Panabaker's not bad. Um, and the dude from Supernatural, 
Um, he's not bad, but I just feel like they either don't get enough to do or I don't know what it is. But like in this movie, I do really like Quentin. Um, I, I really like Quentin in this movie. And I also, quite frankly, like uh, Chris. Um, she dies way too quickly in the movie. I think she should have been the lead. Um, and that, you know, Rooney Mara is a phenomenal actress, but she's gone on record and said she didn't want to do this movie. <laughs> like, then why the she, fuck do you, did you do it? I know. So it's just like you, her heart's not in it. And you can tell she like, no pun intended sleepwalks through the movie and it's to its detriment for sure. But, um, yeah, there's some characters in this movie. I really gravitate towards, um, that I think do a good job and, like you said about Jackie, I mean, he he did the best he could with what he was given. I mean, I, I do like him. I think he's got some genuinely, like, I don't know. Uh, he's He's got an aura about him at times where he's, like, foreboding and kind of seems dangerous. And then he's got some funny one-liners, but they don't play it up too much. So it's a dark comedy, like with the dog where he says, I was just petting it. And like, you know, like little things like that, that like kind of make you smile, but you're like, why? Oh God, that's messed up. I think he did fine. I just, it, it's the, yeah, it's the over-reliance on CGI. That, yeah. One of the, one of the big complaints I hear a lot with Jackie is his delivery. And I thought about that and I understand what people, people's complaints are, but the thing I think that Jackie did, God, this fucking mic, the thing I think that Jackie did or was, either it was inspired from the way he portrayed the character or not as i know that they wanted to have a a a slightly i shouldn't say a lot more but a closer realistic appeal to being a burn victim like that as you can see the mouth on this jet freddy is a little uh he has a little less facial expression his face is tighter the skin's a little bit tighter looking and i think the way he talks everything is in one breath like this it's because of the damage he's taken on his body. And I think that's supposed to simulate with that kind of uh, expression that they were going for with this character. So you don't get that, you know, uh, almost uh, vaudeville talk show style that Robert England did where, you know, he's just a demon. He's not really like a burn character anymore. He's like above that. But I think with this one, they were trying to assimilate all of and put all that together, which is why you get that kind of all in one breath kind of talking. So uh, I'm not saying I love it, but I think that's where that probably came from is trying to make the character a little bit more cohesive with a slightly more realistic approach. I, I think that's the way I take, that's the way I take it. Well, and I got to give it to all three remakes, the well, all four Texas Chainsaw included. They really made, they did a really good job of when they reintroduced these characters to a modern audience of, making you understand that they're just a person um, like at their core. Like I feel like back in the eighties, everybody looked at these characters as larger than life. Like they're more than just Michael or Freddie or Jason. Whereas in these movies, I think it's hammered home pretty well. Like, no, at the end of the day, the, the realism is there more like right. these are people. Um, and yeah, they're, they're intimidating as shit, but, they're people. Um, now, Freddie is a little different because he is an entity. But at the end of the day, the position he's in, the state he's in, is because of he was a man that was burned to death. So, yeah, I've always, I've, 
I do like the realistic approach there. Um, it's definitely different, but you got to give credit where credit's due sometimes. And, and if you're going to re try to reinvent something, I mean, try to put your own stamp on it. And we'll get into that as we're watching the movie, because there is this twist that they really lean into that, like they were going to take that would have been amazing. And they oh. just, they don't do it. Um, and I feel like that had to do with the, the original source material. Hey, we can't, we can't stray too far. Like it's an interesting idea, but we can't do that. And I don't understand why you couldn't because if anything, it separates this from the original more. And I think it really gives you something juicy to build off of and maybe have had sequels to this movie of Freddie's motivation is that he wants to kill everyone that wrongfully accused him. That's pretty awesome. Like, I think that that's, yeah. but it's it, worse. It, he goes for the jugular because he doesn't touch the parents. He touches their kids. Yes. Which is just even more evil. Yeah. It's know? like they, you lied, like you lied about me. Your parents killed me. So to get back at your parents and to get no back justice. at you, yeah, I'm going to get justice by killing you guys one by one. And it really makes him an anti-hero too, to the point where you would actually, I mean, we already kind of do root for Freddy. Which is what the original Freddy became anyway. Yes. Let's get this fucking thing started, dude. Let's right. let's just, because I'm ready. I want to talk all about this. I, you know, it's funny. We were going to, we were joking about this. It's like, are we going to troll the audience, say this is great or bad? But honestly, now that we're here, I really want to just – I want to watch this thing, and I want to – it's been a while. I'm not even going to fuck with you. Are you at zero, zero, or are you at the menu yeah, screen? Yeah, I'm at zero, zero. I, l let me get there. It's been a while since I've watched this, and like – God, man, I'm ready to just break this down. And I, I got to say, though, about this movie, and one thing I hope you'll notice and appreciate as we're watching it, I've always felt like this movie, its use of color and shot selection is fucking money, dude. Like – there are so many shots in this movie where I'm like, dude, that's fucking great. Like, I I know that Samuel Bayer was a music video director, so he's got a he's got a flair for that, um, and it shows through at different points throughout this movie that I'm just like, oh yeah. So we're good. I'm ready, man. I'm at 002, so I'm I'm at the beginning. All right, well we're gonna count it down, y'all. In three, two, one. Go. New, New line cinema. The hell yes, does sir. that even mean anymore? You know? The house that Freddie built that Freddie's corpse now rots in. Mm. Ah, oh, platinum the dunes, dunes brother. <laughs> Have they done any? Are they even a thing anymore? I don't know. I really don't. This is the I mean, Blumhouse of 2010, right? Ba yes. Basically. Yeah. I do like this opening credit sequence, too. It's pretty cool. That guy, man. There's that thing. Uh, uh, one thing I will say, because I, I heard I had my TV a little bit louder. I had to turn it down. I've listened to the score on Spotify. It is absolutely phenomenal. Whoever mm -hmm. did the score, I don't remember their name. I could look it up on my phone, but... The score is to die for. I mean, it's so fucking good. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. Now, there's a lot about this movie. For, like I said, starting off here, I, I really, really dig this. I really dig this, like, opening with uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy fucking Brown's in this? Yeah. 
He's uh, Quentin. That's dad. right. He's Quentin's dad. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. You know these because this is like a common theme. You know the little girls jump roping and stuff. Like that's a that's a nightmare staple. Yeah, Steve Jablonski. That's who did the music. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, he's a real deal. Yeah, I've listened to this score front to back many times. I love it. Yeah, opening theme is so good. So good. Got all the kids up in here. Robert Shea. (laughs) A lot of executive producers on this damn thing, man. I always wonder if maybe that's the problem sometimes. Michael Bay. Look at all these people, man. All these people producing this. How many goddamn producers do you need on a movie? Oh, by the way, happy birthday to Wes Craven. Oh, are you kidding? Really? Yeah. Okay, well, this movie's in line with that. You know, this we wouldn't have it without Wes, so. Yep. Happy birthday. Well, Wes would have been someone in his 80s right now by this point, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Here we go. Hey, this is a cool opening. I've always liked this opening. Uh, the good old days when high schoolers look like fucking 30 year olds, man. (laughs) Especially in like nightmare five, they all, they all just graduated apparently. And they all look like 32, 26, yeah, Yeah. 26, 28 years old. This guy looks like he's 37 years old for God's sakes. (laughs) I got fucking beard and everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had, I had some facial hair in high school, but I didn't. I couldn't grow what I have now until like I was like twenty at least. <laughs> you know the funny thing. I'm gonna just check. Um, old school diner too. I like the look of this. Look at that cake. They got a cake under the glass. So Christian, the funny thing is, he was 24 here. He's yeah, really not makes, that far off. That makes sense. They had to capitalize. He was in the uh, Twilight movies, so they're like, "We're going to use him." <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, I wouldn't yep. know. My wife loves them damn movies. Yeah, I she know, keeps my... telling me she's like Christian. It's not as stupid as you think. I'm like, well, you may be right, but I'm I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a a zombie waitress broad. Oh, shit. There's the glove. At least they didn't fuck with that. I mean, some things are you just don't like you don't get rid of Jason's machete. You don't get rid of. I love that finger thing that he does. Almost like a saw kind of lighting in this. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Slashed his hand. There's our Nancy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. I know a lot of people hold her in high regard, but it ain't like other Langenkamp gave an Oscar-winning performance in the original Nightmare either. Okay? No. She was great in Dream Warriors and New Nightmare, but in the original, she was definitely a pretty green actress. But she was under the direction of... uh, Wes Craven, yeah. Wes Craven, you know. Um... I love the fact that he's 
he had a steak diner, a diner, like, or he had a steak at a diner. So <laughs> I wonder how bad that tasted. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe they're, I don't know where that. Now this broad, I mean, she's just awesome. I love this broad. What's her name again? Her name, the, the actress is Katie Cassidy. Uh, what's her deal? Where, where was she in? I don't know. She, she was really popular in the late 2000s, early 2010s. I, I want to say she was probably on some like hit teen shows or something. I think I, I, this is what it is for me. I don't, it's like they could have approached the quiet. Um, I don't, I don't like using the word re- repressed, but the quiet uh, introvert. So I'm looking for the quiet introvert. Cause you could like, look at Nancy. I like her style. She's got some real like kind of goth stockings on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that. She could have been the introvert, quiet guy, girl, excuse me, but uh, they make her feel, from what I remember, just so careless about stuff and just like annoyed a little bit or not interested in anything. And I'm just like, uh, she's I don't very, know. I mean, no, she's very vanilla. You're not wrong. She is very vanilla. It's like there's not a lot of depth to her. Um, they hint at things that she is that shy, introverted goth girl. But then at other times it's like, what's your thing, bro? Like, which I, it's hard to read her. I don't know. Also, don't be that guy when you go somewhere out to eat and just take out a bunch of crumpled up bills and a handful of change and just throw it on the table. That's a dick move. Yes, it is. I gotta be honest with you. Like I would, I would bring Rooney home to mom. I mean, I think she's really pretty. She is. And um, it's, I don't think she needs to be recasted. I understand. I think people, when they judge, when they put judgment on something, I think crap rolls downhill naturally. So they just want to blame the actress. I, I, I got to blame the directing or yeah, the, it's the directing and the writing. It, yes, yeah. I mean, that, percent. I, I, you got to imagine she's doing what she's told and, you know, the director is ultimately responsible for the film. So, you know, I think maybe maybe it translated well to the director, but I just don't think she she captivated the audience the way people were hoping. But I do appreciate a different take on the character. But man. There was something better that could be done right here, but this broad, the blonde, I, I would have loved to swerve, kill Nancy and let her go through. Yeah. Well, dude, here's the, that's what I've always I've always said that Katie Cassidy should have been the lead. But no, how many times have you heard an actor say the director really helped them understand the role and helped them understand the character and what they were going for here? It happens all the time that a actor feels connected to a character because that director is so passionate about the story that they're able to get this actor to understand this is this character. This is how this character is supposed to be. And then the actor starts to understand, okay, I I see what you're saying here. So Rooney being a good actress is only half of the equation. The other half is having a director that can help you understand your role and really feel that role. And it's like that throughout this movie with a lot of these characters. There's just not a lot of depth there. And that's Samuel Bayer. Now, good with the bad. He's got a great eye for cinematography, though. So. Oh, shit. Interesting that Freddy decides to kill this victim with uh, not his claw, but 
Uh, I think it was to be, yeah, to look like a suicide. Oh, God. That looked painful, dude. Mm -hmm. Hell yes for the uh, absolutely generic font for the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that's the same font they use for the Friday. Dude, it is. (laughs) Well, and the Blu-ray fonts from the original and this one are like almost identical when they're like set next to each other. I, I can't lie to you. I mean, I really can't lie to you. When uh, FYE put out this uh, flame, I'm sure you got it too, the flame yep. steel book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got this steel book. I've got the Friday the 13th remake steel book. You know. It's a nice steel book. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Never sleep again on the back. It's kind of got like a matte finish on it. So it's, mm-hmm. you know. Now, another issue with this movie is like, okay, so she's seeing this her, presumably, as a little girl at this funeral. That's one thing about this movie that doesn't get fleshed. It doesn't get fleshed out enough with some of these characters that die really quick about like their past and their connection to Freddy. It's one thing the original does a lot better than this movie, too, is that how long does it take before Freddy really becomes the focal point of the movie? It takes a while. You get to know that you know, that cast of characters a little bit. Um, and this one, not really, you know, it picks up. Freddie is already haunting their dreams. Um, and they start dying one by one. So it's just kind of like, I guess that's the, it's a double-edged sword. It's a remake. So it's like, we don't want to yeah. reintroduce this because everybody already knows. Right. It's like, well, I think, I think people need to realize the importance of the sleepover scene in the original. Uh, that scene shows friendship. It shows real conversations uh, it shows boyfriends and girlfriends together. Wes, that's I don't I, I I that scene the original is so crucial because it gives you it gives all those characters such an identity in that scene before uh, Tina uh, not uh, not Nancy is her friend Tina in the original I forget the name the blonde haired girl before she gets killed with the boyfriend that scene invites all the audience in and this movie doesn't have that scene not literally a sleepover scene but just that scene for the importance of what it does in the movie if you take out that sleepover scene where you get to see him talking being normal kids uh there's a disconnection there that is crucial so i mean wes understood that obviously he knew how to write characters this movie just doesn't have that not well enough you get pieces here and there and some of the better characters quite frankly die in this movie so um yeah, th- this movie was just it's it's cl- it's clearly there's some discombobulation all over the place. And that very well could be from 17 fucking producers being on this film, too. I mean, Piz, I'll talk about the director for Friday the 13th, just completely saying, fuck this. I'm going on autopilot. I can't deal with it. I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of shit happened here, too. I don't know. But I mean, it's it's, it's somewhat likely, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, it is a popular property like this. You know, everybody wanted to have their hand in the pile. So, yeah, yeah I can totally focus see. groups, test screenings, focus groups, focus groups, what we need, what we need, this, that, this, that. We can't go too far off of this. You know, it's yep. just like you never know with this. These fucking movies, man, like those originals had one writer, one producer, fucking independent film studios making them. And here we are years later. So naturally, this kind of shit's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. Connie Britton. I'd recognize her. She's been in a bunch of the mama. Oh, yeah. I've seen her in a ton smoking of shit. Redhead. She's a smoke show. 
love Connie Britton. Just, I wonder if these uh that that house that they showed if that's in California. Probably, or like fucking Canada. <laughs> well, here's our biggest blunder of the movie, guys: CGI Wall Freddy. Dude, even as someone that does enjoy this movie, I can't get behind this shit. I mean, it's so fucking bad. It was done practically in the original and done really well. Why not just do it practically again? That's a brilliant question. Mm. And some of the stuff they did right there just doesn't make any sense to me. Why reverse the water condensation on her cup of water? What is that, you know? Here's the crazier thing, Nick. In the movie The Frighteners, in 1996, there is a wall ghost character that looks better than that. And this was... Yeah, I know. I've you know, that movie, was 16 yeah. years ago. Yeah, so no. It, explain that to me. <laughs> there is no explanation, Christian. Dude, just do the same thing again. Get the spandex wall. I mean, it looks so fucking good. Yeah. They said it cost 10 bucks. <laughs> I just do it again. <laughs> They're like, nah, this CG one's going to look better. Why is everybody's mom smoking hot? Can we, can we, can, you know, look. I wanted to grow I, up in Springwood. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You don't have to date the daughters. Just date the moms for fuck's sake. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I'm not hating on the aesthetic of it because this is like, <laughs> ho- like the 2000s were certainly Hollywood era, right? Where everybody was a smoke show and everybody was gorgeous. But like all the people in this movie are fucking, all of them are good looking. There's no ugly people in this movie. There's none. Quentin's yeah. a cute dude. I should. Well, that sounded really weird, but like he's an attractive guy. No, yeah, he's good. You he's know? a good-looking dude. Like they're all. Yeah, they're all attractive. They're all objectively attractive. Like you. You've got the panic at the disco friend with the spiky. <laughs> you know the emo friend. Rooney's smoking hot. She's pretty. This girl, the blonde. I forget her name. She is just gorgeous. The moms are freaking. God. Stuff for wives. I mean, there. It's like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've heard somebody bring up before, like talking shit about this movie. They're like, "How does Chris live in a house like this when her mom's a flight attendant?" Like, I'm like, really? That's what you're gonna nitpick about this fucking movie? Like, what? I mean, her parents probably yeah, got I, divorced, and her dad probably pays quite an alimony payment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and Married with Children, uh, back the Married with Children, which started out in the late '80s, that show, Ted Bundy was a uh, Al Bundy, not Ted Bundy. Oh no, fuck! Me. Al Bundy was a was a woman shoe salesman, and his wife didn't work, and he had a two story house with two kids. So, I mean, <laughs> how do you figure yeah. that? <laughs> it's like most of the time that shit isn't realistic, guys. Like, but that let's not nitpick that. Like, I don't really care about you know. I thought flight attendants make pretty good money. Uh, I think actually the like the mean for them is I could be wrong, but I think it's like forty thousand. Um, yeah. Now, granted, if she's been doing it for twenty years, I'm sure she makes more than that. But even then, you know, looking at the exterior of this house and the car she drives and everything, you're like, okay, that's like that's like a five hundred thousand dollar house. Like, yeah. It, so, but again, her parents are clearly not together. So. I'm sure this house was bought when they were married. If we're going to be, if we're just going to, let's think practically bought when they were married, they got divorced. She got the house and the dad has to pay alimony. And if he is well off, he's paying her quite a bit every month. So yeah. 
You know something about this film? I remember when I saw this in theaters, there was such a piece of connective tissue with me watching this because I think I would be the exact same age as these people here because I was a senior in high school. This came out in April 2010, so that was my second to last month in high school. So I felt like, you know, I was I could be one of these characters in this movie at the time. Obviously, these people are all older than 18, but you know, this uh certainly was like a film that was I was I was the same age as these characters. So I don't know it's oh shit, forgot about this scene. Jesus Christ. Oh, she can scream, man. Um, no, yeah, I was sixteen, so I, I can I can totally relate. I think I was a sophomore. You know, being in high school, and although the only one of them I think that looks like a high schooler is Quentin, like I had his style too in high school. Yeah, so I was I. still rocking beanies too. Yep. Always, I, I hate Joy Division. I wouldn't be wearing a Joy Division. No, fuck, shirt. Yeah, fuck Joy Division. <laughs> I was wearing like beanies with my, you know, the the emo hair, um, hoodies, jeans, and usually like a band tee or like a horror movie t shirt. Like that was that was my style. Yep. But yeah, he looks like a teenager because he probably was like 18 here. I mean, I guess Rooney kind of does. Or Rooney looks like a, she looks like a college student. Dude, I, I like her though. I mean, I don't yeah. like her character that much in here, but dude, I, getting a good look at Rooney again, I'm, I'm, I'm digging her. <laughs> I am. Look at all these people, all good looking people. <laughs> Nobody's ugly. Springwood, Ohio. Let me tell you something. I live in Ohio. Dude, look, did you see that emo motherfucker? Look at <laughs> dude in the back. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, they got some emo kids in this. That's Fallout Boy shit right there. Uh, was emo still popular in 2010? I had moved on. I don't. I oh yeah, yeah. Was that's like. when like yeah, yeah. That was still popular for sure. I the last emo record I bought, I remember it was two years before. It was uh, a Fallout Boy record. With like a teddy bear holding like a thing on his back. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Yeah. They had a beautiful song on there. Um, What a Catch something. I love that song. Yep. Oh, this Catch Donnie or something. This is one of the, this is a great scream, like all time scream coming up here. Oh, shit. There he is. Hey, come down a little bit on your TV, Nick. I can hear the whole damn thing. Good. Got got a good good height on Jackie. He's not too don't short. Worry, not don't too worry, tall. Christian. No one's. We're not going to get you know flagged for this. Nobody gives a shit. I don't know, dude. Platinum Dunes is trying to nice sharp blades on that glove. Oh, oh, dude, that was great. You know who she reminds me of? I I, I don't know if you grew. I mean, you had to have watched wrestling when you were a little. She reminds me of Sable. You remember Sable? Yeah, I know who she is. Dude, she has the same like facial structure as Sable. Let me let me go down a little bit. Insult. Keep it running. I mean, oh, I'm running. I'm just walking over here to the. I tell you what, man. If you if you if you just. All right. <sighs> I mean, well, that bell's fucking loud, so I'm sure you can still hear the bell. Yeah. But I turned it down a couple notches. Man, 2010 seems like a lifetime ago. Because it fucking was, man. 12 years. I can't believe I graduated high school 12 years ago. 
mandatory nice. Elm Street shot. Got a uh, little Volkswagen Beetle convertible too. Of course. Come on, dog. Go. I take a 4K of this. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. For all the flaws. Watch this get a 4K before any other one. <laughs> why are they, dude? I mean, why not? I mean, the I movie made a, like $120 million. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It, they, they were all successful. There's no yeah. denying that. It's just so interesting that only. Two of them spawned sequels. Yeah. Well, Texas Chainsaw was a prequel. And I think they did a prequel because they're like, well, shit. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They killed Hoyt. They cut off Leatherface's arm. Like, what does that mean on a red eye? I want to say that means straight through the night with no stops. I think that's what that means. Like, so rather than connecting flights where you, you know, fly three hours and then stop at another airport, get on another plane. No, it's like straight through overnight. Why do you have to dress up so nice to be a flight attendant? I mean, for God's sakes, who are you trying to impress? You're on a plane to go somewhere. I mean, yeah, are there any male flight attendants? I'd do yeah. it. If it pays good, I'd do it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There are. I've had... Yeah, I I've had male ones and uh, female ones. What do you want to drink? <laughs> no, I, I specifically remember one when we went to Los Angeles. We had a very flamboyant gay guy. He was awesome, though. He like kept coming over and like trying to get me to buy more alcohol, and like I did because it was like a five and a half hour flight. So he's like, "Do you want another one?" I'm like, sure. That's how they get you. They just take your card when you're on the flight and they keep coming by with that cart. You want another this? Oh yeah, sure. And then you get off the plane, you look at your statement and you're like, Oh, I spent $50 on a fucking plane. Cause it's like $6 a beer. It's like baseball prices. Good guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's nothing special. They just pull out a can. <laughs> Here's your can oh, of Miller. Shit. Here comes Mr. Emo boy. Yeah, this guy's fucking weird, man. <laughs> because tonight will be the night that I will fall for you <laughs> over again. <laughs> Christian, okay. This At this point in time, you and I were both in the latter stages of high school. Let me tell you something. How many dudes looking like that did you see with girls looking like that that were like fucking head of the cheerleading squad? It didn't happen. It did not happen. I no. dated a girl that I dated a cheerleader. Funny thing, I dated her, but dude, same. I I got, dated the head cheerleader. Well, I did. I was just. I was gonna say though, it did not last long at all because I I I was certainly a rock guy and into that shit, and I was in bands, and people knew that. And but hanging out with me was not fun back then because. Like I acted like I was a part of the CKY or Jackass crew and that did not fly with her. So <laughs> she ended that quickly. She ended that really. She even told me, she's like, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, Dude, I can't be around you. <laughs> you're wor- you're ruining my reputation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I get it. It's cool. Yeah. But the funny thing is a few years after high school, all those types of girls then like circle back to guys like that because they're like, wow, all these other dudes that dated are shallow. 
and they're fucking yeah. boring. Well, and... most of the ones that I know got pregnant really early, and yeah, or that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not not aiding. I'm just saying. <laughs> or the preacher's daughters. You know how they they yeah. uh, they go crazy when they go to college. Yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. You you try to repress something for so long from your kid when they get out the house, they're going crazy, dude. Yep. Next thing you know, um, your uh, your your holy daughter that you've sheltered her your her entire life is now doing porn. That happens, yeah. Yeah. Or she's got an OnlyFans now, so yeah. That's Which the thing hey, nowadays. No shame. A lot of people are doing that. More power to you. If people want That's, to see, if people want to pay it, to see you naked, more power to you. And it's safer, I guess. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do anything in person. You don't have to meet anyone. Yeah, she is by far and away, I think, the best performance in this movie. But, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Quentin is underappreciated in this movie, especially the scene where he confronts his dad about Freddie potentially being innocent. Like, telling you. I, that's the one thing I was bummed about in Scream 5 is that his role was so small. I remember when they announced him in the movie, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. He gets like three lines and then he just dies. I'm like, who does? Oh. Quentin? Yeah. He's in Scream 5? Yeah, he's the uh, he's the dude in the muscle car that gets stabbed in the neck with red right hand playing. Dude, I don't remember that being him. Yep, that's him. <laughs> well, yeah, God because they get they gave him a mullet and a mustache and everything. I didn't even recognize him. Yep, he's got a bunch of fake tats, a mullet, and a mustache. Well, good for him. Yeah, hey, he's look at now... his backyard, dude. They got the courtyard yeah. and everything. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. <laughs> nice touch with the blood on the glove, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the humor in this movie is not over the top, but it's really dark shit to where it's like, it is objectively funny, but it's like, ugh. Welcome, Welcome to preschool. Mmm. <laughs> Dude, I can't even remember preschool. I don't even know if I went to preschool. I don't think I did. Oh, I, I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah, I did. Because my younger brother, Blake, we had to go to the hospital one time. My mom had to come pick us up from preschool because on the playground, he was shoving rocks up his nose. And he got rocks stuck up in his nose. <laughs> yeah. we did. I had that happen to me with Play-Doh. We went to the doctor, and the doctor literally just shoved his hand on one side of my nose and said, Blow. And then, boing, sucker flew. My grandma was freaking out. There he is. I just don't know. Like, damn. It's the look, man. It's not the performance. It's the look. Yeah. If the look, if they just went with, like, classic Freddy look. I really think nobody would have walked away with this movie bitching about Jackie or Haley at all. Like, I really don't think anybody would have said anything about him. I mean, it's tried and true, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate him trying to make this more realistic burned victim sound and everything, but I don't know. Maybe another movie, maybe uh, something else. I mean, but this is all we got. I can't judge it off of based of anything, but but just a, 
What's he doing sleeping in the bed with her? Did they did they fuck? I mean, he's well, clearly he, de dressed. He, he snuck in. Yeah, her mom's gone. So, I essentially with her dreams and stuff, it, I got the vibe that she didn't want to be alone. So he was like, "Yeah, I'll sleep here," and she was like, "All right, I'll bone you." And you know, even though I'm in a really bad state right now. Oh shit! There he is. Now, here's a recreation death from the original, done much better in the original, I might add. Well, let's see, man. I haven't watched this in a while. Let, let's 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 see how this plays out. They don't throw her around the room, man. Not really. He just like takes her up. Well, I guess he does, yeah. I, he's, <laughs> dude, he's, yeah. Fucking... he's throwing her around but the it... room. Okay. Oh. God damn, he was able to spread his claws out wide across her chest like that? Now, here's the thing about this scene that always got me. I'm like, dude, he's fucked. He has no defense. He's covered in her blood. He didn't do a damn thing. Doesn't matter. You're screwed. You are absolutely screwed in that instance. So, like, he makes the right decision to run. You can't call the cops. You literally can't. No. What happened to the any original? Yeah, but, like, it's also true, though, that it wouldn't matter anyway because they would find his DNA at the scene and everything like that. And yeah, he's just, done. Yeah. He's fucked. Like, so yeah, I mean, you might as well run dude. Dude, imagine the terror he's feeling right now though. I know. Look at this broad. What the hell is she doing? Are they, are they, are they showing the music she's listening to right now? Could you hear it? I think you can a little bit, yeah. My mom didn't do that when I was in high school. She didn't come, hey, time to go to bed. Like, why are you up so late? Nah, she was like, whatever. If you want to stay up late and you're going to be tired tomorrow, that's on you, dude. I'm like, all right. Come on. I see. It's so hard for me to want. Oh, shit. Poor Rooney. Like, look at her style right here. Like, I, but I like her. I like her style. She's. But look, look at this. Her reaction to this is so weird. She's refusing to look at him. Well, she's looking at the blood on her shirt. It's just, I, come on, Rooney, give me a little more. Give me some more, girl. She's got a red bra on. <laughs> That's intentional. They want you to see that, though. Mm-hmm. Don't call me a creep. I mean. Bernie, look at the fucking eyes. The disparity, yeah, the disparity in performances right here is very wide. This dude's acting his ass off right now, and she's like, she's like, she's like shutting down. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there you go. Finally, some eye contact. All right, emo dude. Is emo dude wearing eyeliner or? I mean, I'm sure he's wearing some type of makeup. Yeah. Like Nancy's mom totally fucking heard him. <laughs> Nancy, is someone in your room? No. Oh, not a cop, sir. God damn, that's a lot of cops, dude. You done, kiddo? Well, yeah, because the alarm went off at her house, so they officers probably already responded there and saw the dead body, and they were like, "Oh shit." cuff him take his ass to jail he's done 
<laughs> shut the fuck shut the fuck up <laughs> well yeah in that instance what's a cop gonna think dude you're covered in her blood running from them and you're like I didn't do anything I promise oh, there's Rooney again with her mama again smoking hot mom God, everybody's so attractive. Why did they use the original Elm Street hub for this? I mean, that's one thing I, I can't imagine. Maybe they either they couldn't or they just didn't want to. But like, why not? I mean, that's something I think people would have appreciated, right? Just use the outside of the house. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if whoever owns that house now was like, no, not happening. Or just recreate it. How much True. money they spent on this damn movie? You know, we can build a fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude, they stuck him in a cell. <laughs> oh, shit. You're not. Oh, emo dudes don't do well in jail, dude. No, no. He's, <laughs> he, he's somebody's bitch day one. <laughs> you going to take this dick, boy. <laughs> Makes you think of Harold and Kumar cock meat sandwich. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's get this damn. Who put the Joy Division shirt on him? That's what I want to know. That's yeah. the that's the real crime of this movie. I'm sorry to any Joy Division fans, but I mean, god damn. I mean, I don't know. Put a fucking Pink Floyd. I'm not even a big Pink Floyd fan, but goddamn, put Pink Floyd on his shirt or, or fucking Zeppelin, a, you know. Give him a Ramon shirt. I mean, yeah. the door. Joy Division? <laughs> Joy Division? Yeah. Somebody's going to get upset about this. I'm sorry. I can't like, look, I can't like every band just the same way. I can't like every movie for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dude, this Dude, guy's you know, going to kill him. You, this you, guy's going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie doesn't get you this oh. motherfucker, Will. Oh, Piz Isle has a bookstore. You saw that? Powell's bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Blast! Blast! Giga blast! Is this their Google or something? What the fuck? Yeah. Do you ever use um Bing.com instead of Google? No, dude. Sometimes I'd use it just for the hell of it because I remember when it came out, it was like, "Oh, do this brand new search engine. It's it's the real fucking deal." And I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "It's the same thing." (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm looking for wallpapers for my phone because Bing will give me sometimes like really crisp HD images of something I'm looking for where I can't find it on Google. Doesn't happen too often, but every now and again I'll check Bing if I'm looking for like a cool wallpaper. But other than that, I mean, fuck, I don't know. It's the same. What's he wearing? What's what's Quentin wearing? Okay, Quentin, I like this shirt. It's pretty Ooh, cool. Shirt. I like that visual trick right there. That blurry, oh, yeah. fucking shaky, yeah. Dude, I this can't is the last time I've been in a bookstore either. I know. This is another really cool thing this movie did was the micro naps. That shit was like genius. It's actually oh, yeah, that's something correct, that should be too. used. Yeah, it's certainly something that should be utilized again. I mean, fuck's sake. You stay awake long enough and your brain will like slowly start to shut down beyond your control. No matter how much energy drinks you take or pills you pop, doesn't matter. Oh, shit. There he is. I don't remember this shot. Oh, what the fuck was that? That weird ass edit. Just let him turn around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
God, Rooney is just, I'm sorry. I'm such a jackass tonight, but dude, I can't help it. I just, I want to like this broad so much. Uh oh. I, cr- I, call I remember thinking right this here. was real. I remember thinking it was real. I was like, wow. It's like Candyman, dude. Virginia Madsen got out of prison after cutting the dog's head off. No. But this is when you realize, oh, it's not real. <laughs> He's fucked. Oh, shit. This transition to the boiler room is awesome. I love that. Yeah. I was going to say, do we get the boiler room in this movie? Yeah, we get it a few times. You look good in orange, brother. <laughs> his, uh, his his death, I want to say was, I do think it, it was a jump scare moment for me in the theater. I wonder if this is a real boiler room or if they CGI'd it. No, this is a practical set. Okay, it's not too bad. I just, I'm not, I'm, it's like, again, I don't think Jackie's bad, but and I don't want to say I'm underwhelmed when we see him come on screen. I'm just not. I don't get goosebumps. At a distance, he looks cool. Like right there, he looks yeah. cool. I don't get those. There he is. Like when you see when after Jesse has Freddie burst out of him in two and then Freddie stands and rises into frame where Grady's freaking out. I mean, that is hair raising every time but this I'm just you know you know it's it's. I like him yelling I wish he would have done a little more of that mm-hmm. he's aggravated right here look Freddie's not he's not fucking around right here I, I, I'm down with that I wish he would have got a little bit more of this you know Uh, the little emo boys all cowered down now. <laughs> you better play some Hawthorne Heights, brother. This is the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't fall asleep tonight. <laughs> and so I, oh shit, there it is. <laughs> Look at the oh, here's a prison mate. It's like I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the best Look part about it. that is, you know, there's cameras, so like they could prove he didn't do it and be like, "How the fuck this dude die?" Well, man, <laughs> this was cool. I like this. The now this, I I, I put a lot of perversion into this statement too. You know, what's he going to do with them? All right, let's see what Rooney's wearing. Let me just break down her outfit. She's got like a leather jacket on. Um, 
They're not showing it. I like, I just, I like her style here. Quentin's good. You're right. I like Quentin. Quentin, he, you know, there's a little bit to him. Doesn't say anything to piss the audience off. No, he plays the perfect, like, emo teenager, sleep deprived. Like, he, he pulls it off really well. Like, it doesn't seem like, oh, here's a fucking Hollywood actor just playing a part. Like, no, I genuinely believe this guy was that guy in high school. His his reaction to uh, her saying, you're not, I didn't take you for the religious type, is literally the best stance I've ever heard. <laughs> She's like, didn't take you for religious type. God, I believe in something. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, <laughs> fuck it. He's right, dude. You gotta believe yeah. in something. I mean, shit, dude. There are times where, you know, again, I'm not very religious. Uh, I do in my, I don't mind saying it. I get asked this sometimes. I, I, I think in my heart of hearts, there has to be good and evil. And I think that um, when you die, your soul hopefully extends through. I think, uh, you know, that's something that's you can believe in. And when I stay up real late at night, dude. And it's like 3 a.m. and I'm just sitting there and I think to myself, holy shit, like we're on a planet and there's this thing called the galaxy and we don't know where it stops or starts or if it ever stops and starts or if it's just continuous or what. There's so much we don't know. How the fuck did any of this get here? I mean, do you ever have those moments where you psych yourself out with the realization of consciousness and the world and the the like the just all of that like dude it's scary to think about and you gotta say where'd this come from no yes 1000 percent um actually i had like a crisis like a week ago because i was sitting on my couch watching midnight mass and um oh that'll do it to you that fucking show episode four when aaron and riley are on the couch and they ask each other what they think happens when they die and they both go on these like really long diatribes about what they think happens. And uh, I actually like had like a mild panic attack while I was sitting there watching it. And it was like so captivating and just a great moment. But like the whole time I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like shut up. Stop talking about this. Like it, I'm having an existential crisis right now, but it was so good. I couldn't stop watching. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those things. And I think it was the thing too, where Riley's talking about, you know, I think what happens is when you die, ironically, cause in this movie, what Freddie says to um, that dude about your brain staying alive, he's Riley says that too. He's like, when your heart stops, your brain's alive for seven minutes and slowly shuts down and it releases all the DMT that's in your body. And I think you have these amazing dreams and all this shit. And then you go back into the earth back into the stars, back into everything, you know, it's just like, I, yeah, it's not something I like to talk about. Um, because it is my, no, yeah. Death is my number one fear, like 1000%. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, no, I think about it a lot. It is crazy. That's why it's like, when it comes to like aliens, I'm like, how the fuck can you not believe in aliens? Like you do realize this is one solar system out of how many and how many galaxies in the entire fucking universe. 
and you mm. think we're the only living things on all of these millions of rocks that are out there in space. We're the only one that has something alive on it. Bullshit. Complete bullshit. It's something, dude. It is something. I uh, I don't know. But yeah, I know a lot of people, a lot of people out there, especially, I mean, people listen to this right now. We all, we all think about this kind of stuff, you know, whether you're religious, whether you go to the Bible for answers like this, whether you use life experiences to conjure up what you think it is. It's like, dude, the truth is you can believe you can have faith in this or that. But the, the truth is, if you actually look yourself in the mirror Nobody really knows for sure what happens when you die. I try to talk to my mom about that all the time. I'm like, mom, you know, I can believe these things, but none of us have proof. And that little bit of uncertainty is what is the scariest. Because you can live your whole life believing something, but you're not going to know until it's curtain nobody call. Nobody does. No, just yeah. Nobody does. Dude. But I will say one thing that helps me get by is like I've had too many experiences with like the paranormal to believe that this is it. There's no fucking way. Like I've experienced shit that I cannot explain. Um, we got to go somewhere. That's, that's just, I just know that to be true. Like, you know, speaking of just to get back to the movie for just a second, is this supposed to be scary? The fact that it's snowing in her bedroom? No, I don't think it's supposed to be scary. I, I think if anything, it, it was obviously more of a transition back to the preschool, but back to the preschool. I think it's more, I think it's more about, I don't know, uh, trying to evoke a feel and a, and a tone here. It's cold. It's desolate. It's, you know, I think, like I said at the beginning with Samuel Bayer, as a visual director, he does have a lot of flair. And obviously he came from music videos. So like that makes sense. Um, storytelling and script writing may not be his strong point, but I think setting a scene he does really well with. And I feel like multiple points throughout this movie, he's through camera work and the environment that the characters are in. He's trying to portray a tone better than the script can portray that. Um, and it, it does, there is a visceral experience right here. Like you, you, the, seeing their breath, seeing her shake, seeing the snow, like you, you, it adds a level of not fear, but no one wants to be barefoot out in the fucking snow. Like, so it is a kind of uncomfortable, like, but dude, I gotta say, I'm watching this right now. I'm listening to you, but Besides the fact, like when he touches her, and you can visually see her be like, like ew, that was. I'm sorry, that was a piss poor performance of. Yeah, practice. no, it's like that yes. is a far cry from that amazing shot of Sigourney Weaver in Alien Three when that alien gets right up on her face. Like mm -hmm. that was piss poor. That's what I'm wow. saying. I feel like if they had fixed Freddie's look, and maybe just had somebody else as Nancy or a different director that could really get more out of Rooney because Rooney is Hell, a good actress. How about this? Just say cut Rooney more. Give me yeah. more. Give me more. That's all John Carpenter did. <laughs> yeah. I need more, less, more. I mean, mm -hmm. for fuck's sake, man. Yeah. It seems like a lot, a, a lot of her scenes in this movie really seem like they did like one take and they were like, yeah, good enough. Yeah. 
that I just some of the stuff she's okay with, like when she's with Quinn. Quint is it Quinn or Quentin? Quentin. Quentin, that's getting better. I'm mean, some of that's no, not they bad do. At all. They do have really good chemistry. I, I do. I that's. I have always said I like their side plot in this movie. I like. Yeah. Well, I guess they're the main plot. I, I like them together and the little adventure they go on and everything. I, I do like that a lot. Oh man, I think no, that really think, took me out of it for a second. To be honest, but with Christian, you. I think that's wow. the thing. I think that's the thing, though. It's it's easier when it's her juxtaposed with him in the same room because he is playing that shy, introvert, emo kid really well. So all she has to do is do the same thing, and it doesn't she, it doesn't stand out as much. But then when she's in a scene with someone like Chris or that dude or Freddie that are giving better performances, it stands out more. You're like, oh. Now that's not like I said. That is not to say that Quentin, Quentin, I think, gives the best performance in this movie. But his character, just by the way it's written and who he's supposed to be, is very like toned down. So it's easier to have them right next to each other. Because like he's toned down and emo because that's his character. She's toned down and kind of emo because she just doesn't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, I just. Oh man, the uh, chemicals did not mix well together here, and uh, now I see why I had problems with this movie. Because there are some moments where I'm like, "Damn, some good shit." There's some good shit that's not as bad as I remember, but that 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 one that Alien Three type scene really just that really just knocked me down a good couple notches. Look at her mom oh, acting. The There's a little pants bit of off of her. Yeah, Connie Britton. That's a fucking actress right there. But you know what's funny? It makes her performance seem weird in a scene where you've got a lead that is not giving you much at all. So it's just yeah, it's weird when you see. It's like, dude, nothing makes a good actor seem less of a good actor when you're performing with somebody that's not. I don't know. I just don't know. I never got, I, I understand Wes thought it was provocative, whatever. I, I never got the white dress girls doing jump rope. To me, that's not scary. I don't get what it's supposed to be. Controversial. I don't need none of that shit in these movies. Does nothing no. for me. It's not creepy. Don't need it. No, it was it, it, it was part. I know it was intentional in the symbolism of Freddie being a child molester. Like that was always an inferred intent of Freddie. Like it's very clear, even if they don't always outright say it. It was always inferred that yeah, he probably did fucked up shit with kids. Like. Yeah, but we got a scene right here that's given us plenty of that. You yes. Know? Yeah. So, like, you didn't need it. Absolutely. That's, yeah. I guess that's the difference. It's like, you didn't need the kids, the girls, and jump rope and all that in this movie because this movie just outright comes out and says it. In the older movies, I guess I get it in the sense of they were like, well, we're not going to go that far and like say it. Like, we don't want to say that because that's icky. Um, but it is a little redundant in this movie because it's like, Oh, you're trying to allude to something? Oh, wow. No, you're just going to come right out and say it. Oh, okay, well, then what was the illusion for? The, the shots where you got the kids saying he takes us to a secret cave. 
cut all that. Cut all of it. Just give me the mom asking what happened. Uh, silence with creepy music. Or give me the Rob Zombie motif where you see people talking and something in slower motion with good, with music behind it. Then give me the dramatic parent reaction to it because the secret cave shit, cringy. Don't need it. I'm I'm changing this movie. I'm sorry. I'm changing this movie in my head as I'm watching it. I'm telling you what I would do differently. Um, I just thought that we, was cringy. Why don't we just, just reach, reach out to Lee? We just need to reach out to Lee and have him make a fan cut of this movie where he takes that shit out and where he puts Sigourney Weaver's face in that scene when Freddie gets up <laughs> next to her face and like. No, it's like, dude. Oh, we could have had a good movie here. A good movie. The hindsight's twenty twenty. I can't act like I'm some kind of filmmaker myself, but you know, I've watched I've watched just quite to quote Dwight Trude, I've seen over two hundred of them. <laughs> you know how bad it's gotta be. Okay, what well, this shit that's about to happen. You know how tired you gotta be to literally just like your body just fucking gives out while you're in a pool. <laughs> like and it's not unbelievable. I have heard people like when they've talked about this movie shit on that, like how the fuck does he just fall asleep in the pool? It's like, dude, he's been up for how long he's been having these micro naps. Like at some point your brain is just like, nah, dude can't do it anymore. Christian's got some editing to do y'all. So if there was shit. Yeah. If there was a weird cut to just now, that's what happened. <clears throat> Did you guys have a swim team in high school? No. Uh, we didn't did we. have any of the cool sports. We didn't have a sports. fucking pool. Yeah, we didn't we have, have a football pool. team. Yeah, we did too, but they sucked. My senior year, they went like one and nine. Yeah, we had a football team, and that was it. But I like uh, the swim element here. It's different. Yeah, you know, they could have gone full bore, Final Destination 4, and just had him get his butthole sucked out. Draining oh, pool. What a nasty that? place to come out of the water of. Oh, dude, and it, it, always, it always pains me to watch this, too, because you know he's freezing his ass off. They sure at least make it seem like he is if he's not. Oh, no, that steam's coming on. Yeah, he's cold. But yeah. Now, this scene I appreciate. I like them showing what happened. Um, I bet he was uncomfortable as fuck wearing the Speedo, though. <laughs> Dude, I've always thought about that. I don't care how confident you are in your, your lower region. Uh, nobody wants to wear a <laughs> fucking Speedo, dude, because, like, you can just see everything. It's just there. You know, the crazy thing is, though, Christian, like, as, as fucked up as we say the look of Freddy is, like, it's really not that far off of how Jackie actually looks, like, in this movie. Like, it, it just looks like his no. face, yeah, was burned. It's still, kind of a weird-looking yeah, dude. Still see the, you can still see the Jackie Earl under the costume, which I think is important. Jackie has, like, he's a lean guy, so, like, his skin on his face, you could, it's, like, very tight. So, I mean, they, they kept that with the, uh, they kept that with the makeup, too, which works, which works well. I just don't understand how the parents thought they would, like, like, one, 
I get it. I mean, I have a kid. If that happened to my kid, I would definitely want to murder the person. But all the parents in agreement of let's burn this motherfucker to death. Like same thing as in the original. I just don't know, man. It's like, it seems like a stretch to me. I don't know, dude. But again, like I said, you ever have to experience that. But yeah, like I said, I mean, I I would probably be seeing red in that instance too, but honestly, I don't think I would go that route. I seriously would just break in and want to kill the motherfucker with my bare hands. Like, I feel like that would be my thought. I just, I don't feel like you get as much pleasure this way. Like maybe I'm fucking crazy. Like maybe that says something about me that I would want it to be like, I would want to fucking hurt this person with my bare hands. Like, yeah, I'm just kidding. God damn. They blowing this place up. Isn't it great how Clancy Brown looks 15 years younger when they shaved his face? (laughs) Dude, I love Clancy. Yeah. He is just like the heart and soul of Pet Cemetery 2 for me. He's just so fucking funny in that movie. Especially after he dies. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Are you okay? <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes in Speedos standing in the Imagine waking up with a bunch of dudes, wieners all. <laughs> Kill me now, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Okay, this is the guy that dies on camera. Yes, but... <laughs> This is also the guy that's in Friday 09 as well. So he got to be in both remakes. Yeah, he looks like the singer of the Hoobastank here. <laughs> and the reason is you. Dude, that song went so hard way back in and the day. And the reason is you. That song. Um, I'm spinning out of control, out of control. What, what should what, I do? What's what that song by... Um, uh, Lips of an Angel. That song went fucking hard. Like all these bands, Hinder. Just, yeah, they went away. I saw them live. Yeah, dude. There was like there were the last gasp of like big selling rock albums because after that era, like the two late two thousands, nobody bought shit after that. So I remember Hinder, dude. That album was big. Uh, yeah, I got it for Christmas one year. Get Stoned, I think was mm-hmm. the name of it, or the album. I don't remember if it's name of the album, but Go Home and Get Stoned. Cause our yeah. sex is so much better when you're mad at me, mm-hmm. you know. Dude, I, I'm I'm all about good lyrics and stuff with my band. You know, Caleb is a real good lyricist, and he uh, has actually talked to me about horror films and stuff. And our newest song is actually really dark. It's about a <laughs> about a guy who kills his girlfriend in the woods and buries her body out there, but he can't deal oh, with it. So every night he would for the whole family. Yeah, but every, the cool the story he it's cool because his lyrics tell a story and the song's called Mud. It's on Spotify. Check out my band Cold Canyons, guys. But the song is he told me the song. He's like Christian. This song's gonna be about a guy who kills his girlfriend in the woods when they're on like a vacation, and he kills her, buries her in the ground, and he is battling mentally with the fact of what he did, and he's in denial. So he waits on the porch every night with the light on for her to come to see her walk back to him. And obviously it never happens because he, he killed her. But and it's like, I love that kind of shit. But at the same time, 
Again, check out my band, guys, Cold Canyons. But at the same time, I love songs that are just simple about, you know, suck me, fuck me songs is what the, is what Paul Stanley from Kiss calls them. Or, you know, just like, you know, songs like Love Gun and Get Stoned. Like, I think there's a time and a place for all that stuff. And I kind of miss that. You don't see that a lot anymore with uh, mainstream rock, you know. Like Greta Van Fleet, I have no idea what the fuck those songs are about. But, like, I kind of miss the hinder, you know, go home and get stoned and, you know, lips of an angel. And, you know, I miss that arena rock stuff. I don't see it anymore. No, I don't know was, what the fuck's going with rock anymore, quite frankly. That was the, that was the era of you had, like, Three Doors Down. They were killing it at that time. Nickelback was killing it at that time. Um, who else? Uh, fucking, that's when Shinedown, like, kind of burst onto the scene. Um, I remember Switchfoot and Yellow Card and shit like that at that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a different era, man. Now, the only rock albums that sell are from really popular bands that have been around for decades, you know? Metallica puts yep. an album out, it goes number one. Like, it's just, you know, but there's really not room for any of the new bands to really... Rock's in a weird place right now. This is fucking creepy, her face right there. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is yeah, good. that's creepy. And in such a different position in the movie, too. That happened really early in the original. Mm-hmm. Much longer, but... Well, this yeah, is when you start earlier. to get some really cool visual shit in this movie where it's like jumping from reality to the dream world. Like I like back and forth and back and forth. Like that scene coming up when they're in the pharmacy. That shit's so fucking cool. Hawthorne Hawthorne Heights. Here we go. <laughs> I need more pills. Funny part about that is, Christian, that there's a song, uh, one of their most popular songs, if not their most popular, is called Ohio is for Lovers. This movie's supposed to take place in Ohio. Quentin. That's right. Also, I don't know what Quentin expected here. I mean, anybody knows if you use up a prescription like way quicker than you should, and it's technically a controlled substance, no pharmacist is giving you a refill without your doctor's permission. No, well, some pharmacists, some some pharmacists might. If, oh, you, man, uh, yeah. if you if you have if if you if you slip a little twenty inside of that empty yeah. bottle and say, "Hey, man, I need a refill," you might get. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if he's that desperate and the pharmacist says no, it's like, look at him. He's an old fucking man. You're trying not to die. Just fucking jump behind the counter and say, I'm going to beat your ass if you don't give me this. Uh, dude, he's like doing, he's the world's worst too right now at just like, uh, I don't have how yeah. to call the doctor. Just uh, go ahead and refill it. <laughs> he's strong. Yeah, he looks manic. strung out. Yeah. Rudy looks strung out right here too. Granted, I guess that's what no sleep will do to you, but. Again, it's another. There's another classic throwback with Nightmare here, where she burns herself. You know, that's like a seen that how many Nightmare movies where they burn themselves. I mean, you know, hey, like I said, this movie tries to play on a lot of the greatest hits. I don't know. Oh, if I dude, those suckers are fucking this. hot, dude. Yeah, I know. I touched. I got. I burnt my thumb with one once. Ah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, my mom pushed it by accident, I think, once. And when it popped out, it popped out onto the floor. And I went to pick it up. And I picked it up with my thumb, like, on the front end of it. And it just it like burnt a fucking rings around my thumb. 
at least he didn't flip anything or break something on his okay. way. Uh, like, you know, like some people no, yeah. that and they get their way. This scene's <laughs> fucking sick, dude. Like, I love this scene. This shit is sick. I don't remember what happens. It's, it's, oh, look at that. It's oh, literally okay. going back and forth between the dream world and reality, and it's so cool. I got to get up for a second turn my AC up. One second. Cause the sex is so much better when you're mad at me. Go home. I'm gonna have to be listening to some of that tomorrow. <laughs> I saw them in concert with Papa Roach in like 2009 or eight. Oh, you should just killed her right then and there, dude. Just kill him, Fred. Get rid of him. <laughs> Yeah, but don't worry. Remember, he says later on in the movie, he kept her alive the longest on purpose because he wanted to get to the point where she'd never wake up again. She'd go in a coma. Because she was always his favorite. Mm. Hold on, y'all. Give me like five seconds. My dog's barking at the back door. Keep going. I can still see my TV. All right. Well, guys, I want to welcome you to the solo show right here. Um, Rooney is now, and let's just listen to what he's yelling. You're inside. What the hell was that noise outside? We got some fucking creature. So, dog was actually inside. Don't know what was making noise in my backyard, but yeah. Well, I'll be a some bitch. You can go lay down. I didn't know you were in here. Go lay down. Dude, this shit, just straight up fucking adrenaline. Like, I mean, what's going to keep you awake more than that? I mean, here we go again. Good looking nurses. I guess good looking nurse practitioners and doctors. Everybody's good looking. Some of y'all that grew up in the 90s like me might recognize that nurse or doctor as the mom from Halloween Town. The Halloween Town. Oh, shit. I remember when I first saw the movie. I was like, oh, shit, that's her. Are you going to watch uh, Hocus Pocus 2? I will, just for nostalgia. And also, I feel like it's it's probably going to look really good. I'm sure they had a really good budget for it. So, yeah, you know, the first I one, so. the first one is kind of dated, but it's, it, yeah, I guess, cute in its own way because it reminds you of being a kid. It's the same thing with the Halloween Town movies. I still watch those every now and then in October, especially now that I have a kid. It'll be easier to use as an excuse, but I just kind of watch them anyway because they were popular when I was a little kid. So, for show, sure, for show. Sure. But funny thing is, Christian, I didn't watch Hocus Pocus for the first time until the first year that Brooke and I were together. She was like, "You've never seen it?" I was like, "No, never seen it." I watched it purposefully for the first time two years two or three years ago i bought the steel book that came out and when i learned that mick garris wrote the movie who you know mick garris he directed sleepwalkers did psycho directed psycho four uh he wrote the fly too mick garris uh, critters too great guy um 
when I realized that he wrote the movie, number one, I was very happy because the movie was extremely successful. So that's probably his biggest thing he ever did. I really like Mick Garris. And uh, so that made me want to watch it through that lens. And my wife was like, are you kidding me? It's a classic. She's like, I don't care if it's a kid's movie or not. It's a classic. It's just a fun movie. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, but with this new one, I don't know. I don't know. Disney Disney doesn't exactly, in my opinion, make the best decisions. You're not the only person. I think my wife even said they should have made Obi-Wan a movie. They completely kind of just Did you stretched watch the shit out of it. No, I have no interest in watching it, but uh, my wife is a big Star Wars fan, and she said, Christian, it's it, this This should have been a movie. No doubt in my mind, this would have been a much better movie, which I, I saw Ewan McGregor on GQ, and he said it was originally going to be a movie. Yep. When they hit him up, and then they turn it into a goddamn show, which I have well, because, no time to watch. Because all these people right now, they're just these streaming services are trying so hard to have exclusive content on their services and it's like i get it but like fuck man like that was cool when covid was like at its peak and shit but like it's not anymore people are going back to the theaters like can we go back to the theatrical experience right oh shit i would have hit him oh fuck (laughs) yeah yeah because guess what now your car's fucked bud Dude, they went into like fucking marshy swamp crap. Yeah, that's like Florida right there. That ain't oh. Ohio. That ain't Ohio. This looks like a Jurassic Park scene. <laughs> Velociraptor's you know? gonna come out of fucking tall grass. I mean, we've seen weirder in a nightmare movie. We saw Freddy fly on a broom. Oh yeah, Same. just slowly walk away. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Oh Christ. Yeah, but see, as you're sitting here watching this, you are reacting like totally different than C to Chucky. And that just tells me everything that I need to know that as much as there's gripes with this movie, it's not an excruciating watch. And you don't it's watch, not, you don't, it's yeah, like you really don't watch this movie and go like, why am I wasting my time? Seed of Chucky is a waste of time. I actually feel like I need to talk to like, get in touch with Don Mancini and like his attorneys and be like, I want my time back. Like, from any time I've watched this movie, can you reimburse me? Well, oh, shit. This is, mind you, Christian, this is after this dude just took a fucking shot of adrenaline. He's still struggling still to stay looks awake. like shit. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a jackass. <laughs> Bernie's hair dried a little bit, so she doesn't look like so much of a... You know, a street meth broad. <laughs> Is this the cave? The secret cave? They're about oh. to find the cave. You mean nobody's inhabited this place since? Why is everything just... Well, it's, the economy hadn't gone to shit yet. <laughs> There's still shit open in 2010. Nobody was using any of this stuff. Well, this was right <laughs> after... We did go into a recession a big time in 07, so you know. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Also, I feel like the the optics of everything that happened, you know, like, yeah, this preschool might might not be a thing that we do, you know. Hell, they they fucking repurposed the Myers house. 
They that did. was pretty bad too. I mean, they probably- yeah. Big John and Little John love living there. Yeah. Nobody's even touched the pictures. Where's the vandalism? For God, <laughs> somebody's breaking this place. Oh, here we go. No way kids would have been in here screwing or something. Nah, you'd open the fucking... You'd go through the wall here to the cave and there'd be a bunch of crackheads in there. That's what would really happen. Yep. Where's the realism with this movie? There is none. Where's the realism in my movie about a dream demon that burned alive and comes back to murder children in their dreams? I need realism. Yeah. Yeah. I do love how, though, like, what? why did you need this secret room, though? Like, who was coming down there anyway, Freddy? And why is the ceiling so fucking high? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Yeah. There was no, you couldn't even see it. We're in a shack hut. Then all of a sudden, you walk. Is this the trade secret final processing room? There's yeah. no roof. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck kind of landscaping is? architectures <laughs> Rooney just go just just get out of there go go home go home die in your bed you gonna sit on that with all the spider webs oh no dude he's dude he's tired <laughs> yeah but fuck man <laughs> he hadn't slept in Hadn't slept. Well, well, well. Hey, Nancy. I think Freddie might have actually touched us. Dude, look at that fucking picture behind Nancy with that girl with the massive nose. Who the fuck do that? <laughs> Oh my god, that is pathetic. It was a That's fucking child, it. Christian. But the nose is gigantic. Dude, she could smell the rock is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see the photos. You know you don't actually want to see those fucking photos. Well, I mean... I, the problem is this. Whenever you say something like that, people misconstrue. Oh, you nasty perv. You want to see stuff? Uh, well, not necessarily, but I want to feel something from horror movies. And sometimes I want the movie to press the line and make the viewer feel. You know, Christian, So it's like this is a really good place to bring up Dr. Sleep. Um <laughs> This is the running joke, but no, seriously, the scene where they kill the baseball kid, like a lot of people say like, that's too far, but it makes you feel man. What it's horror. Why are we putting limitations and rules on horror? It's not a, it's like, can we get over the, Oh, that's, that's not right. Or that's, that's the, it's a fake movie. It's fake. It's not real. It's cinema. 
you know, cinema is supposed to make you feel emotions. And, you know, why sometimes I like to press the line. It doesn't mean you want to see perverted stuff because yeah, you like it. It's also but sometimes not it's like hard. it's a fucking horror film. Yeah. It shouldn't be hard to remind yourself this person didn't actually get fucking murdered. Like this isn't real. Like I No, I agree. I mean if something isn't for you, it isn't for you. I totally get it. But uh, shaming filmmakers or people that enjoy certain aspects of certain movies and saying almost insinuating that it means it says something about them is asinine. And it doesn't. Right. Oh, yeah. Perfect time to kiss. I guess yeah. just fuck it. And yeah, please be awkward as possible. Well, hey, yeah, that was a really awkward kiss. But hey, a way they could have woken up. She could have been like, do you just want to like, you know, bang here? Yeah, we're on a bed. Oh, yeah, lay on this nasty ass bed. You know, where you were undoubtedly touched as a child. That's that's something. I don't know. Where's Lisa Wilcox when you need her? You know, where's Lisa Wilcox's body double when you need her? I mean, mm. I wish Super Freddy was in this movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I do, <did>, dude. <laughs> Super Freddy. This is resourceful as fuck by Quentin, though. He's like, fuck yeah, I'll give myself a goddamn machete. A makeshift. Yeah. And if you don't die from blood loss, you're dying from tetanus. Hmm. Girl, you're supposed to be asleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. I'll be fine. I'll sit down. I'll be fine. Dude, what if, like, right here, she just couldn't go to sleep? <laughs> She's like, I can't sleep if someone's staring at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good job, watch boy. Yep. Great job. <laughs> passed right the fuck out back at the boiler room back I love how his first thought room. is to be like shit I fucking fell asleep god damn it hmm Oh shit. Damn. Damn. You're it. You're it. Dude, I'm telling you, you really do get the impression from those fucking claws though. Those are sharp. That oh, they do a good like job with that. Through butter. Nancy, you look like you're looking at the shoe aisle and pay less right now. Yeah, look at the no emotions. You look like you're shopping at the fucking mall right now. Looking to your left, looking to your right. Where's the bathroom? That's the best fuck you you can give? It's like, girl, I know you've got more in the tank. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought we hang first. 
Israel. I'm real. Oh, shit. I guess the the uh, line right. I guess I remember this movie better than I thought I did. Nice little transition there. I can appreciate that. Like I said, the movie has some visual flair to it. It does. I always love in these in the nightmare movies too when people do shit like this. They go hide in a closet or something, and they're like, "He'll never." Do <laughs> yeah, it's like you're in the dream he- world, motherfucker. Oh man, well there he is. <laughs> I remember. Oh, that's a great theater. shot. Yeah. Oh man, that that should have been a lot of Freddy in the movie. That this scene in my theater got a big reaction when he's just behind her and he's like. Boo. I saw it coming, so I didn't. It, I was like, yeah, I saw that coming. But so many people are like, oh. Oh. Oh, great. I mean, he's such an iconic looking character. I had to nerd out for just a second, but man, the contrast of Freddy with the glove and the Christmas sweater, it's, it's just brilliant. It's yeah. born for cinema. Now, this is taking the staircase to a whole new level. Now she's taking a Hershey's dip right now. <laughs> yeah. I love that shot of Freddy right there. Is that supposed to be blood? It looks like chocolate. <laughs> I love that fucking shot. That's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's chocolate. That's a great oh. laugh, too. What the hell is this? This is a cool transition, too, though. I do like... like CG aside, her falling clean onto the bed in that dress is like, I thought that was cool. Oh, the dress stuff is just cringy as fuck to me. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's it's fucking weird. You're, I'm sorry. Just why? Why do we need to go there and do that? To me, that's just. Oh, I would have changed a good number of things about this. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's not scary. It's not interesting. It's just, take it takes me right out of the movie. Right out of it. That's just me. No, yeah, I don't like the look. I just like the transition there. Like uh, The, the drop was phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, the whole, this look, yeah, it is pretty cringy. Oh, he is gross looking. Yeah, no, they, they hammer it home well, the real burn victim shit. Look at me. Look at me. Oh. That was Man, he really likes throwing people around. <laughs> he does. He's strong. Would you watch a Freddy vs. Jason with uh, these two characters? This Freddy versus 09's Jason? Yeah. Yeah, I think 09's Jason would kick his ass, though. I don't know, dude. I mean, this I mean, Freddy is pretty strong. He's very dominant. There, it's like he's extremely dominant in the dream world. Even more so, like even in some of the originals, like there are moments in the dream world where Freddy, like, 
gets handled a couple times where it's just like, come on. But like in the dream world here, he's literally just manhandling. Oh, they, yeah, they don't stand a chance. Wants. The only time they ever stand a chance is when she pulls him out of the dream world. Right, which is fine. But I still think Freddy should be a tour de force in the reality when he comes back too. Yeah. He looks creepy there. I would have gone with like a, a weird color eyes or dead looking yeah. eyes. I would have done a little bit more there. Uh, I think we could ditch the hat after a couple scenes. I don't think we need the hat every fucking scene. Um, uh, is this the adrenaline? Dude, right in the fucking heart. I don't like, think you're supposed to do that. No. <laughs> Are you helping? But do you know like how supposed to go bad that would hurt in the sternum? Oh, that's going through that guy's going through bone right there, isn't it? Yeah, well, muscle I mean, and bone. There's, yeah, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of cartilage there. Oh, it's a big ass needle. Yeah, if I were her, my first first thought would be like, "Ow, you fucking dick." Okay, good job. The thing about Freddy, though, it's just like, even if you bring him into the real world and kill him, wouldn't he essentially just go right back to the... Yeah, which is why that's how this movie ends. Which, I, that's another thing I think you could do with the series, too, in a revitalization, is what if Freddy wants to get out of the dream world? What if he wants to come into the real world, and so he lets somebody bring him in, but he's still a monster in the real world, and he still has his powers, and his he's just, he's just he, he has the powers based on fear... Kind of the way the the, the 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 creeper does, and he wants to be in the real world. He doesn't want to wait for you to fall asleep. He wants to kill you while you're awake. Why uh, not have that be an element for the future? You could go that way too. Christian, oh no, that was that is some of that was one of the worst line deliveries. Cause you're my world now, bitch. Like no, it was it, cringy as fuck. It's done so much better, even in Freddy versus Jason. I love when she says it, yeah. Freddy versus Jason. But that, and it works for that movie. Yes. Yeah. That had no emotion behind it. Like, you're in my world now, bitch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just you wouldn't you wouldn't be angry, you know? Right now, you finally pulled this murderer that molested you as a child into the real world. You have the chance to kill him. You wouldn't be angry. Like, you, her heart rate looks like it's like forty right here. She's not yeah. even huffing and puffing and breathing after what she just did. She's just like, you know. All right, cool, Clint. Yeah, Let's go home. We got turn some on, problems. We got some, some problems. Joy Division. Yeah, there's certainly some problems here. It's it's clear. So I haven't really changed my mind on this movie. It's not unwatchable. I don't hate it by any stretch. But dude, I, from uh, everything we've talked about, like it's literally the things we always talk about. It's Rooney Mara's performance, and it's at times Freddie is menacing and looks great, and at times it's really distracting. You fix really those two things, you might have, you really might have like the best remake of the big three. Like seriously, like it, I'm, and you don't, you, before people in the comments go, oh, no fucking way. Seriously, you cannot understate how important a good lead is to carry your fucking movie. Like, yeah, but unfortunately we can only speculate 
about that because oh, Fred will be back soon enough, Christian. I'm talking about this movie. I'm just saying, like it, it could have been better, sure, but you know, we can only we can only uh, imagine it. Based off of seeing this again, I still I understand you don't, but I still prefer the Friday remake um, over this. I wouldn't say by a landslide, but yeah, the uh, do you well, prefer well, Friday? Halloween? I think is. T- do you prefer Halloween to both of them? Uh, probably. Halloween is. I mean, I don't care what anybody says, man. Um, I'm still so enveloped in that world, regardless of the skull fucks and all that. I mean, that's. A, <laughs> I mean, the performance of a. Uh, um, the that's that's cool. Now that's much better than a blow up doll getting blown yes. pulled through a door. That was cool. But um, yeah, I mean, say what you want. Just the performance of Malcolm McDowell alone is so insanely great to me that uh, yeah, it's, there's no question. Dude, that that blooper reel is great too. He's like, and this canary has been raped. <laughs> have oh, you man. seen that blooper reel? I've seen. Yeah, I've watched all that. I, I have the Blu-ray. I don't think they gave it to us on Scream Factory, but I have the. I know, of course, I know you have it too. But um, the the Blu-ray where it's a close-up shot of Michael's face, and it's like the three-disc collector's edition Blu-ray mm-hmm. where it's got the massive documentary, and it's oh, just yeah. so riveting watching the making of that film and seeing everything about how detailed Rob was with everything, dude. It like dude, he, he, there was no decision made without him. <laughs> I talked about this in my live stream tonight and I literally said it cause we were talking about the 4k's and special features and stuff. And somebody asked about, uh, documentaries and whatnot. I said, look guys, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen making of is Rob Zombie's Halloween one. Like if whatever you think about Rob Zombie, positive or negative, when you watch that making of a few things come across, first of all, Rob Zombie is a very intelligent human being. Um, second, he clearly was very. I don't know why that sounds funny. I know, but like, because some people think he's just dumb white trash. But, um, well, he can't smart. be too dumb if he's a fucking multi millionaire. Yeah. I mean, fuck, and come on, guys. He also, you can tell it was like a passion project for him, man. Like, I loved, like, I specifically remember one part where they're in the basement of the, of the Myers house and he basically tells them, nah, you got to redo this whole set. Like after they spent days building it, he's like, there's not enough dirt. It's not dirty enough. Nah, you got to knock this out, add more dirt. Nope. Like the dude clearly knows what he wants. I mean, like, yeah, fucking, I hope the Munsters is great. I hope it's so good. It doesn't matter. I know because for Halloween too is so good and that still doesn't matter. So No, I'm just saying, I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's great, good, bad, or not, his perception of him will not change. One iota. I know. It won't make a difference. I think this was the most fair and balanced I've ever been. I just, uh, jokes aside, you know, uh, it was interesting looking back at this one. It had been a good number of years, probably four or five years probably since I sat down and watched it, at least before COVID. I know that for sure. So if I asked you, like briefly, like if just like overall, would it be fair to say that after you watch that movie, you go, yeah, you know, not awful, not great. Just, eh, whatever. Like, is that fair? Because I feel like 
most people are like, it's a fucking abomination. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's like we've said this before. I'll say it again. Seed of Chucky is an abomination. To me, Seed of Chucky is just boring, which is the ultimate sin. Um, I don't think this is boring. There are, to me, it, it's hard. when you. It's like, dude, I could show this to a friend that's not a horror fan. He could very well say, oh, that was awesome. I loved it. We can't watch these movies through naivety anymore. It's just impossible. So with that being said, that's fair. Of course, I don't think I don't know if that I've ever uh, that I've ever said I thought it was an abomination or if I've I don't know if I've ever gone that far. No. Um, and I didn't claim you did. I just mean I that, like, dude, I see that take yeah. all over the Internet. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I I know. I I. I think. I think. Even though Nightmare may not be the the biggest of the three or four, you know, you could argue it's maybe the third biggest or the second biggest. It just depends. I, I, I think arguably it's either Halloween or Friday. In my opinion, I think it's Friday. I see more people on the internet that love Friday the 13th than anything, but it could be Halloween too. Uh, But regardless, beside my point is with that being said, when it comes to a remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, it's just, it's like, that's when everybody was like, oh, really? You're going to try to replace Robert? Like, that's, no, no, you're insane. Because it's just a totally different set of cards, house of cards that you're up against than a Friday or, Friday or Halloween, it's like, oh, dude, it's not going to be as good as the original. Uh, Friday the 13th, oh, dude, they're going to try to capture those 80s movies again? No fucking way. But with Nightmare, it's, you're going to try to do Robert England better than Robert England? Good fucking luck. The Hill is so much higher to climb than any of the other three. I don't think that's a debate. No, so, yeah. With yeah. that being said, I think you could give this movie a little bit more of a pat on the back because of that. Uh, and the problems, there was no excuses for the problems in the, with this movie, quite frankly, um, because if the only excuse you would hear was, oh, you know, Robert, it's not Robert Englund, well, you can kind of take that with a grain of salt, but the fact that my biggest issue is the script and the production and the performances that we got and the layout of those performances, that clearly tells me, in my opinion, in a different set of circumstances with a different, maybe a different director, maybe a less uh, scrutinized production. I'm just guessing it was scrutinized. I think it's more likely than not. We could have had a better film. So, with that being said, I'd give the film a thumbs in the middle at best, uh, and I think that's fair. I'd give it a five and a half out of ten, six out of ten. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And to everybody listening and watching right now, I just want to say, please stop sharing every year that fake picture online of Robert England holding up a sign that says the the 2010 remake sucks. 2010 remake sucks. Uh, that pisses Robert off, and he actually has talked about how, first of all, that's not true. That was Photoshop. Second of all, he's actually been very complimentary of Jackie Earl Haley and um, wanted people to support him and didn't appreciate the shit that he got. Um, so please stop sharing that because it's not real. 
And I guarantee you, if you sat down one-on-one and talked to Robert, he would say, no, Jackie did fine. Jackie was not the problem with that movie. And he's essentially said that. So can we just not do that? Like, I don't know. It's it, it always annoys me when I see that because people share it like it's real, like they're like dunking on the remake, and it's like it's not even fucking real. Like I've seen <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen that image you're referencing, but it was a I've seen I've seen the one you're talking about, but the one I've I used to see, I think the original is a picture of Robert holding up an autograph he did where he would draw uh, a picture of Freddie. As a matter of fact. Well, I don't have it here. I have my Robert Robert Englund autographs there, but I have an autograph from Robert where he does like a quick sketch of a Freddy face. And I know that was something he did for many, many, many years with his autographs. And I think that's the original, but because it's on a white sheet of paper, people were able to, uh, let me turn this down. Fucking, they're playing the special features. But, uh, the one I used to see that was the first Photoshop where it said Jason sucks. Uh, and it was like a funny thing. And then, then somebody made the 2010 thing sucks, and it, it, I get it. It's supposed to be like, you know, it's not. I don't think the intention was to make people think that Robert thought it sucks, but for people to identify with my Elm Street movies are not this Elm Street movie. And then, it, but it's clear that <laughs> you know Robert probably got asked a bunch about that, and some people probably didn't think it was CGI. So yeah, come and, on. And, but, also, the thing about that, too, is, like, you got to understand that they're kind of like a, a brotherhood in, in Hollywood. Like, you know, I'm sure Robert wants to see Jackie succeed and wants to see these filmmakers succeed and vice versa. And, you know, if a movie doesn't come out good, they're not rooting for that. Um, and they don't want to see these actors that participated in it lambasted and break over the coals for it and stuff like that because they're friends, you know, that. It's, I don't know, it's a job. And I'm sure if you sat down with Robert and talked to him about it, he would say, I think Jackie did fine. I think the movie had a bad script. Um, period. Like, and, and I hate that that's always the takeaway. It's like, oh, it's not my fucking Freddy. He fucking sucks. And it's like, nah, dude, detach yourself from the fanboyism for just a second with Robert, like not you, but like people that do feel that way and just understand like, of course he's not the quintessential freddy no one will ever argue that but jackie did fine they could have they could have helped him out with his look um but he did fine and uh he was never a negative for me from this movie i mean never i it was always people like rooney mara and not feeling connected to some of the characters and some of the CGI, that's what sticks out to me in this movie that I'm just like, ah, you know, but as far as horror remakes go, I've seen far worse. I mean, way worse. So I, yeah. you know, with less, with, with less of a hurdle to get over too. I mean, yeah, you've got to get over fucking Robert England. Like you're already behind the fucking eight ball. Like you're at a disadvantage completely. So I just, you know, whatever. I'm not asking you guys to love it. I don't even love it, but I like it. It's okay. It's fine. I would have been totally cool if this movie came out and it made a bunch of money, which it did. And they would have gone, okay, we're making a sequel. I would have been fine and with that. I would have showed up and watched the sequel. And, you know, I it wasn't like when it was done, I was like, oh God, 
never again. Don't touch it ever again. No, I didn't feel that way at all. Um, Freddie will be back soon enough. And uh, if it's not Robert, we'll go through the same thing we did with 2010. Can't wait. Well, that's that, guys. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We switched it up. We were going to do Stephen King this week, but uh, I don't know. We wa- we wanted some controversy. I'm sure the comments on this thing are just going to be, you know, totally well, supportive. You know, you know how it is. It's all good. I, uh, uh, yeah, I know. The people that don't like it, they usually drop their comment right when they pull the video up anyway. So are Which you gonna do it are you gonna do a trolley thumbnail? I probably will. Good. Good. I sent you that picture. So I got it. Utilize it. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, it. so this will be dropping tomorrow, but obviously that means nothing to you guys because as you're listening to it, it tomorrow is today. So um yeah, I mean, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll just say it on the podcast to talk to Christian about it. I made a post on my Patreon about it. Um, if you are beginning this month, if you're a patron of me or Christian at any level on our Patreon, you're going to get a um, a bonus you need episode every month. Um, and that bonus episode is going to be a, li- a commentary of something. Um it doesn't necessarily mean horror either. I mean, we might fuck around, like I said, and, and watch Rocky Four. I mean, we, we, who knows? But um, you're going to get a bonus commentary once a month. And I feel like that alone as a perk. And when I told people that, I got a lot of really good feedback on that, by the way. I just want to let you know. A lot of people are like, that's a yeah. great perk. Like, that's, you know, yeah. a whole other podcast episode. That's awesome. So really, really quick, too, before we go. I asked my patrons for uh, some questions before we uh, got off, and uh, here's here's some of them from Feltron Five Thousand. Do you think that Halloween Resurrection will have its day, be it through eventual two thousands nostalgia goggles or other factors that elevated interest in movies year nope. after year, years after they have been dismissed as failures, or will it never have a fan base? Um. Well, here's the thing, Feltron. I mean, in a sense. I'm sure that Re- Halloween Resurrection has a certain fan base today that's bigger than a ton of other movies uh, because it's a Halloween entry, sure. Um, I don't know. Me and Nick see this. I think we see this a little bit differently. Nick does not enjoy watching that movie. I'm not saying I, I, I do too, but I think it's fun to watch with friends. And I had a blast yeah. when we did it on the show. So... I don't know if you call that a revival, if you will. I think it's a movie that can be enjoyed under under certain stand. It's one of those movies I wouldn't just want to watch by myself. Let me put it to you like that. But with friends, it's fun to kick back and poke fun at. Um, I don't think it'll ever it have a revival. Re- I don't think it'll have a revival in this in the way that this movie did. Um, Halloween Six came out and tanked, and everyone hated it. And twenty years later, it started to get an appreciation, and. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of redeeming qualities about that movie. Uh, Resurrection, it didn't have any passion behind it. I think that's why it'll never have that revival or resurrection, so to speak. Um, it just wasn't a passion project for anybody involved. It, it just feels like a cash grab. Um, so, no, I don't think it'll ever be revered like that. But it will always have a small sect of fans and more power to them. If you like it, you like it. And nobody can tell you you're wrong for liking something. So. 
Uh, just me in the house myself asks, what are some movies you refuse to watch for the first time? I know Seed of Chucky is now off the table. Uh, the Gallows Act 2, because I saw The Gallows in theaters, and I fucking hated that movie. Um, so I will not watch the sequel, and I will never watch Slender Man again, because I saw that in theaters, and I fucking hated that movie. Um, refuse to watch. I don't know if there's anything I'd, I'd straight out just refuse to watch. Um, uh, cuties on Netflix. How about that? That's my answer. <laughs> Is that a good answer? Um, Sammy Marez Salas. Have you two ever read the Freddy vs. Jason, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash comics? The first crossover takes place after the events of Freddy vs. Jason. No, I have not. I've never, I, have. I think they're, they're expensive. I, I, I've read excerpts of them online and from what I read, I thought it was cool. I don't know if it would ever worked as a movie, but I thought it was cool. <clears throat> Sammy also asks favorite horror soundtracks. Ooh, um, fuck. It follows has got to be in there for me up there. It follows yeah, scores. Amazing. Um, there's a movie called beyond the gates that has a really cool synth score that I love. It's a film from like 2013 or 12 Barbara Crampton's in it. Beautiful score. Check that, check that movie out. If you can't, just for the score. Film blogger Sam's, if you could have dinner with any three famous people, living or dead, who would they be and why? Three famous people, living or dead. Man. Um, I'm not going to have a dinner with... John Go Carpenter. James Hetfield, John Carpenter, and... Oh, fuck, man. This is just like right off the top of my head. No, you know what? Take James Hetfield out of there. Love you, James. But Chester Bennington, um, John Carpenter, and um, fuck it, Rob Zombie. Alice Cooper. Um, Oh, fuck. Now I'm thinking of Dio. Shit. Yeah, Ronnie would be cool. I'm not going to have John Carpenter because his whole career is documented. I don't know what else I would ask him about. So I don't really need to talk to John. Alice Cooper, for sure. Um, then I would love to have... Hmm. John F. Kennedy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to know that guy. Um because everybody I've ever heard talk about John Kennedy that was alive for it, like my grandparents and he was the uh, shit. Just other older people, they all say like he really was a human being, like that talked yeah. like a human and acted like for the people. I'd like to talk to John F. Kennedy and um, let me throw in a wild card here. Um, third famous person I'd like to sit down and talk to, uh, Andy Warhol. Talk to Andy Warhol. All right, I'm going to change it. I'm taking out Rob Zombie and I'm putting in, I'm dead serious. Jesus Christ. Okay. Gonna let I that mean, marinate. come on, dude. Fucking Jesus. Like, hey, man. Uh, then you're going to be real fucked up if he doesn't show up because that means. Uh... No, Jesus, regardless if you're religious or not, he was a real human being. Like, he he did exist. Um, You know. Like to see what well, that guy's all about. 
Uh, Dr. D asks, favorite foreign film? Uh, I'd honestly probably say zombie. I really enjoyed that. Now, granted, I haven't seen a ton. I also do like Let the Right One In quite a bit. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know. That's really hard to pick. Uh, go with, uh, I don't know. Cause there's so many good ones nowadays too. Uh, let's go with train to Busan for right now. It's coming up. That's a great movie. Um, what movie scared this is from Mark Allen? What movie scared y'all as a child? Do you still creep? Do they still, do some still creep you out? And are there any newer movies that creep you out? The Exorcist scared the shit out of me as a kid. So did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And modern day movies that definitely freaked me out in different ways would be like The Conjuring, Hereditary, and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Autopsy was good. Hereditary is the only movie in the recent years that creeped me out the first time watching it. Now I watch it with just such a passion for how good the movie is. But that certainly got under my skin. But as a kid, all the stuff, everything got under my skin, if I'm being honest. I was a scared kid. Everything scared me. Deep Blue Sea freaked me out. All that shit. Oh, fuck yeah, me. dude. Oh, yeah, that movie's fucking great. Mm -hmm. I'm not reading Nick's comment. <laughs> but the last one we have from Zachary is, what's your favorite Stanley Kubrick film? The Shining. I mean, I know that's the answer everybody's probably going to give, so Christian will give something different, but The Shining. Let me, uh, that's my gut instinct, but. Doctor Sleep's better, but The Shining. <laughs> Let's see. Um, What'd that Nick guy say? You know what, dude? Full Metal Jacket's pretty fucking amazing. Oh, fuck. Eyes yeah. Wide Shut is amazing. Clockwork Orange. Oh. Uh, I might but say I Full Metal Jacket, honestly, actually. Not going to lie. Full Metal Jacket really is amazing. Hmm. I'll stick with The Shining. But Full Metal Jacket would be number two. Then number three would probably be... Clockwork Orange. Then 2001's really good too. I love 2001. Eyes Wide Shut's great. I don't know. It's hard to pick, but I'll stick with The Shining. And then for anybody wondering, I asked him, why are you the way you are? So. Yeah. <laughs> and Patreon's weird. Like, when I'm as a patron of Christian, it's not the Lost River Drive-In, since that is a account that you can become a patron of. So it's like my public patron. Uh, so I was like, I really hope he knows that's me. Cause like, I didn't want him to be like, oh, Who I knew the fuck it. is this guy. It's just your name that it's saved under too. So yeah. But yeah, I got a couple questions too on my Patreon guys. I'll save it for next week. Cause I know some of my patrons didn't see the post yet. I think I, I got like four comments. Uh, don't worry. I'll keep them. We'll answer them next week. We've gone well over two hours. And your boys got to work in the morning. So, you know. Yeah, so we're going to wrap it up, guys. But I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, so, yeah. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. I don't know what will be next week. But hopefully it will, it will be riveting as it usually is, I hope. Cult of Chucky. So, Fuck that. Know. No. No. 
We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Take care. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror Podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.